Hallelujah. Anybody got the victory in here today? Or? That's a good thing to have, isn't it? God is good, and uh, we love his moving in the spirit and moving in the service and uh, all that he has for us. Amen? Um, I hope this is a great message because I'm excited about it. And the title is Victory Through Remembrance. Now, this has nothing to do with Memorial Day, so that's next Sunday. So uh, it just happens, it's sort of a coincidence. But victory through remembrance, and it's easy, what I call the fog of life. You know, they talk about the fog of war. Sometimes you don't know. Am I not on? I'm What's the problem? I'm getting all kind of signals. It's on. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Okay, are we on now? All right, good. We want to make sure that those that are watching by Internet can, can hear us. And uh, according to all the signals I'm getting, we're good to go now. We apologize for uh what did they what did they used to come on the air and say some kind of a disturbance I don't know <laughs> It's all good Victory through remembrance um you know I I um think about the the fog of war the fog of life can be like that like you don't know have you ever been shot at from so many different directions you don't even know where it's coming from. It's just know you're you're a target and things are coming against you. Anybody can relate to that? And, uh, you know, most of our warfare, uh, spiritually speaking, or even in the soulless realm, most of our warfare is is in the battlefield of our mind. Uh, the devil talks to us sometimes in the night and brings, I, 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 do, I do like what Brother... Copeland says about that. He said, never lay in bed and just writhe around with negative thoughts. Get up. If you have to, go to the other room, turn on the light, get the Bible out, quote the word, rebuke the devil, get things back on track, and then go back and lay down, you know. But um, we don't always do that. We think that's a great idea, but then to actually drag yourself out of the bed and then the dog gets going and everything, you know, and so you just don't want to disturb everyone. But it is, I think it is a good, a, a good recommendation, amen, for victory. Because we want to maintain the victory at all times because really we technically already have it. We sang that song, the old, old song, <laughs> heard an old, old story in an old, old song, <laughs> victory in Jesus. And that is where the victory lies. It lies in Jesus. It doesn't lie in trying to outthink the devil or outthink your problems or outthink your circumstances. Um, um, uh, Brother Hagan used to say, if you can hold, if the devil can hold you in the arena of reason, he will beat you every time. But if you hold him in the arena of the word and of faith, you will beat him every time. Amen. And so that's a good thing to remember. Don't try to outreason or outsmart, or outthink the problem, you just declare the Word of God. Amen? Yeah. And uh, so we all know those things. And just a good reminder, 
Again, victory through remembrance. So it's easy to forget, is what I'm saying, some things. Easy to forget some things. And uh, so this morning, I want to remind you <laughs> in remembrance. I want, and Paul used that terminology. He said, let me remind you. Let me, let me put you in remembrance of those things. He said, and don't forget. And, uh, you know, when he was talking to Timothy, he said, he said, uh, I want to remind you of your pedigree kind of spiritually. He talks about, uh, the laying on of hands that he did. He talks about, uh, his, uh, his, uh, mother, uh, his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. And, um, and those things and his spiritual heritage and he puts him in remembrance of things. And so it's easy and again in the fog of life and the, in the circumstances of life, it's easy, isn't it, to, uh, to, uh, forget some things and, uh, we need to remember some things. And so if you would uh, look at Psalm 103, we'll just, I've got several scriptures here that we need to look at. Uh, that'll help us steer through this. Praise God. You know, whatever I'm preaching to you is what I need. So if I start preaching to you about, about stealing or lying, then you know we got a problem. <laughs> it's, it's true. You know, usually the preachers that that end up preaching against adultery so big all the time. They're, they, why are they thinking about it? You know, it's a scary thought, but it's true. <laughs> Psalm 100. <laughs> so you see what I'm thinking about all the time is uh, overcoming bad thoughts <laughs> from, from the circumstances of life. That must be my, my challenge because that's what I preach about a lot. Uh, but we all need this, don't we? All right, so we're going to talk about victory through remembrance. Psalm 103, verse 1. We sang this too, didn't we? I picked the songs to fit my message. Okay. That's the good thing about being the minister of music and the pastor is that you can, you can make it all work. Hallelujah. Without, you know, hoping that it works. Psalm 103, 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Amen. Uh, I love all that is within me. <laughs> That's my voice, my breath, my thoughts. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, the Bible, the psalmist talks about lifting our hands unto the Lord and and uh, dancing under the Lord, anything you can do, amen, that says, you know, we're, we're going to praise the Lord. I, again, it's back to having that spirit man in the driver's seat and saying, you're going to get up and you're going to walk and you're going to talk and you're going to praise and you're going to thank God. And in the middle of the fiery furnace, you're going to have a meeting with Jesus. Amen. One thing you can say, well, I'm going through the fiery furnace. Good. Guess who's in there? Jesus, <laughs> he's in there with you. And I'm telling you, you're going to come out of that if you'll, if you'll, I mean, it doesn't just automatically work, but if you'll do the right things and keep the right mindset and keep the right stuff coming out of your mouth, amen, you're going to come out of that fiery furnace 
without even the smell of smoke on you. And the only thing that burns up are the, are the bindings that caused you to go through that. Isn't that beautiful? They didn't even have uh, wrist burns or anything from that. Everything that was man-made and put in there that was uh, intended as, a, as an attack was burned up. But what was remaining was the three Hebrew children, amen. And the Bible says that the, even the smell of smoke was not upon them. So we can go through the fire and the test and the trial without being burned up and singed and marred and marked. Amen? All right. We're going to get through this in the name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So here we have a, re- a, a, a reference to remembering something. If we're not going to forget it, that means we have to remember it. Amen? So the, the, the mirror image of that would be remember all his benefits. You, would, you wouldn't be changing the scripture at all to say that or the meaning. Remember all his benefits. Why is he encouraging us? Why is the psalmist encouraging us to not forget them? Well, it must be because you could forget them. Amen? That it is possible. I've been there. Have you ever been there? It's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible place to be where just for a moment you forgot some stuff and so then you feel uh, hopeless and helpless you can feel uh, that God's forsaken you you can feel that God's not helping you anybody been there and uh, but that's why we're encouraged glory to God in the word did not forget some benefits Say, well, I committed a horrible sin. Well, fine. Look at verse 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Even if you committed the worst thing you've ever said or done, he's for, he will forgive them. Amen. Who healeth all thy diseases. Well, Pastor David, this disease is the newest disease of the week. You know, some people act like they've, They've won the lottery, you know, and they got, they come back and they go, this is very rare. Like it was some diamond they found in South Africa, you know, that nobody else has. And they're almost proud of it. And look, the government gave me this machine and the whole thing, you know, they're very excited. I've seen people excited about all that. And I'm going, well, you know, if you can get as excited about the word as you do your government machine, <laughs> you might be onto something, you know, but, um, it doesn't matter what the name is of the disease. It doesn't matter if you inherited it from your great aunt. It doesn't matter if everybody in your family died of it. It's under the word all. All thy diseases. So if it's a disease, dis-ease, <laughs> then it's under Psalm it's one Psalm 103. It's under the benefits. Amen. I don't. We could just go home on that and have victory, but we're not. We got more goods, goodies. But wait, there's more. You know. All right. If you call now, but wait, there's more. Anyway, who redeemeth, redeemeth thy life from destruction? Something seems to be trying to destroy you, you are redeemed. Remember, he says, don't forget this. Re- these are things to remember. If they're, if the, and sometimes 
If you're trying to remember something, you repeat it several times to yourself. Amen. You ever tried to remember a phone number somebody just gave you? You're looking for a pencil and you repeat it to yourself, the last four digits or whatever, um, because you want to remember what it was that you're supposed to remember. So here we're remembering these things. And so it would be good to speak them out and to, and to quote this. Amen. And, and make it personal. My life is redeemed from destruction. Amen. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. That sounds like good stuff. Who satisfieth thy mouth with terrible things so that you have a witness of that you stood through the fire and the muck and the mire. No. <laughs> no. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Every year I grow older, I say, my youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. Might as well say that. It's a blessing and a benefit. You know, the American Express Company used to advertise, they said, membership has benefits. Praise God. Being in a, a member of the body of Christ has benefits. Being a believer in Christ has benefits. Amen. And we need to remember our benefits. You know, sometimes, you know, Scarlett and I, as you know, we travel quite a bit. And so uh, we you just you have to have credit cards to, to function. You can't rent a car without one. You hardly can can go anywhere without one. And uh, you don't certainly want to carry around, you know, as much cash as you would need to replace that. That would be kind of stupid, to be honest. So it's not it's not a credit card so that you can get in debt, but just another form of, of currency. I have to say all this or somebody after the service will set me straight and preach me a message. So I have to cover all my bases or I'll get it on the, you know, from the email. Uh, let me tell you, Brother David, I need to warn you. You do not need to warn me. I need to warn you. Please mind your own business. All right. Uh, there's the warning. But uh, <laughs> somebody said, be careful what you tell the pastor. You could be in the sermon next week. You know. <laughs> you, you say, this lady came to me. <laughs> you know who you are. You know, anyway. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, I um, the the credit card, depending on the company and the the deal that you sign, they will uh, 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 they have benefits like you know sometimes you get into uh, an airport uh, you know lounge where you can wait a little bit more privately than just being out in the concourse or. You get a discount here or something or an upgrade or whatever from this credit card. So it's true. Membership has benefits. Amen. And so no greater benefit than these that we're not supposed to forget. Don't forget them. So that's one way you can have victory through remembrance. How many can see that addresses so much of our life, doesn't it? Okay. Now look at Mark 652. And this is something else that we need to remember. Now, this is Jesus talking. This is not some 
some uh, television evangelist you don't like. This is Jesus. Amen. And he's, uh, he did this more than once where he, he rebuked the, um, or upbraided or whatever the word would be. He, he, um, you know, sort of scolded, <laughs> to be honest, the disciples constantly for their hardness of heart. Now you've heard me mention this before, but it's interesting to me that a hardness of heart would mean that your heart is not open, it's not pliable, you can't have faith with that heart, you can't have walk in love, you you, you can get cynical and angry uh, with a hard heart. So we don't want a hard heart, we're supposed to have a soft heart, right? And um, a flesh, a, a heart that's fleshy, not stone, and a hard heart. And so he's always encouraging them, and so he's... he's um, talking about that that um, he just could not really understand why these disciples could not have faith. Uh, they He would walk on, but this was about him walking on the water. He's walking on the water and they don't even, they don't even, they want to believe, oh, it's a ghost. It's, it's an angel. It's anybody but Jesus, you know. I mean, they just don't, they can't get it. Even though they're watching the miracles, even though they're watching, well, we can all be like that. Folks, we can identify with these disciples because we can be that way. We can see God move one minute and the next minute there's a problem and we don't know what we're going to do, you know. Well, so here's what he said, for they considered not, so you could say they, they, it's a previous event, so you could say they remembered not without changing meaning. They considered not, they, the reason they didn't consider it is because they didn't retain it. They didn't remember it. The miracle of the loaves for their heart was hardened. Amen. So here's a way that you can get victory through remembrance, is remember the miracles that God has done uh, in the Bible, and remember the miracles that God has done in your own life. Amen. I'm sure we could all testify of something God did for us. Something that only God could do. Amen. Uh, there was a healing that took place. There was money that came at the <laughs> later than the last minute. You know, and you thought all hope was gone. And, and then here comes some kind of provision. Amen. Uh, something else happened that uh, caused you to know that God's divine touch was involved. His arrangement. You met someone. Something happened to you that changed your life. Amen? And we can, in the fog of life, and the fog of circumstances, we can forget these things. And our heart becomes hardened. So this is another thing that we can remember. Amen? Remember the benefits. And now remember, retell the miracles of the past. Talk about it. You know, David, when he, when he was facing Goliath, how many know that's a real deal? That was war. And this was probably, they're against, they're, they're, they're outnumbered. Uh, these people are bigger. There's, you know, you get into the Nephilim and all that and fine, you know, knock yourself out. But, you know, the point is they were giants and bigger. And meaner, you know. 
we saw a documentary about uh, the uh, U- uh, University of Southern California, USC, playing the first time against uh, Alabama. <laughs> what was that, 1966, 68, something, 70, I think 1969, 70, something like that was the first time that a California school had played against a, a SEC school. And so they, the coaches arranged it and they said when those Southern California men walked out on that field, they thought, Oh my God, they're, these are like giants. You know, they're going to run all over us. They kind of got in their head first. Well, that was the way the children of Israel was, you, you, you know, and, uh, uh, that's the way they were. And, and, and they, they thought, they said these are Anaks are out here. We're grasshoppers. It's a little different part of the story, but. Same idea, you know, they, they're scared of these huge people that are coming against them. And now you got Goliath and all of his brothers. Somebody said there was five stones because there was five brothers. I don't know. I don't care. The point is, David killed the main one. Amen. And the, he was the biggest one and David was the smallest one for his team. Amen. And so the point is, is David didn't just run out there. He remembered something. It says that he talked about, I've killed the lion, I killed the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Amen. And this day, I will cut your head off and feed your carcass to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. But he, before he ran out there, he had a minute. He's like, give me a minute. <laughs> and he recounted and remembered the miracles of before. He remembered how God strengthened him and helped him through those trying times before and how he was the victor in it. And he said, this will be no different. I tell you, glory to God, we need to talk about if we've got a financial uh, crisis uh, staring us in the face, we need to go back and Talk about, Lord, and tell the Lord this. Lord, I remember when I couldn't pay my rent, and it seemed like it was the end, and you brought in the money. Lord, there was a time when I, you know, my car broke down. I didn't have a decent automobile, and I didn't know what I was going to do, and you brought me a car. Praise God. There was a time when I, you know, and you just tell the, the goodness of God. There was a time when the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. But praise God, I asked for healing and I received it. And I had a testimony of his healing power. And so you need to, to get, you know, amen. Look, folks, I'm not a lecturer. I'm a preacher. I'm preaching this thing today. Amen. I'm preaching this message. Don't wait for me to wax eloquent because it ain't waxing. It's not about that. I'm not trying to win the debate team, you know, Trophy. (laughs) I'm not arguing with anybody. I'm just telling you these are scriptural facts and truths. And they'll work every time. They've worked through the ages and they'll work now, today. Amen. And, And then you need to get to your problem and say, this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of those. Amen. This day I have the victory. This day, this thing's dying. This day, I'm an overcomer. Amen. Remember these things. 
Glory to God. Turn to Acts 4. Moving right along. Don't worry, you can beat the Baptists to the cafeteria. Somebody said, you shouldn't say that. That sounds derogatory towards Baptists. That's ridiculous. That's not. It just means we drive faster. Praise the Lord. <laughs> X. 423. Now, you know, they, they got in trouble with this guy that got healed. And, uh, says here, um, being let go, they went to, you know, they've been threatened, don't heal anymore in the name of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? It, it wasn't that they didn't believe in it or that there's, this is hocus pocus or whatever. They didn't say that or you're being fraudulent. They said, now we know this healing thing's working, but don't do it anymore. You know, we know what party they were a member of. All right. <laughs> Acts 4.23, being let go, they went to their own company, reported all, you know, they've been threatened and beaten and whatever, uh, <laughs> reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art the God who has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Now, notice this. The, the first thing they did when they prayed, they didn't say, now, Lord, look at our need. Look at our problem. Lord, you know the need. You know the hour. No, which I, I've heard that prayer my whole life. Some of you, too, have. But, you know, like emergency prayers. But here... Before they prayed, and I, I think this is a good idea, sometimes when you have an emergency, just take a second or two and establish authority here. Don't just go in and pray out fear and pray out, you know, devastation. Pray, pray something that works. Not, oh, Lord, I have trouble, help me. Well, you know, he will. He's compassionate, but that ain't the best way to get victory. It ain't the best way to get this man. I went to school and we were 49th in vacation. 50 was Mississippi. Some people ask, well, who was 50? Mississippi. Could count on them. Sometimes we got to be 48 when South Carolina was 49. All right. That's just true. That offends me. Well, bless your darling heart. You're probably from a real state. Uh, when, they, <laughs> when, they, when they heard, they lifted up the voice to God with one accord. They're all the same thing. And they, they knew, they ought to knew to do this. This school they have three days of a seminar to teach them how to write. They just knew. Somebody had already taught them. Amen. It's good to already know that when the crisis comes, you know just what to do. Amen. Sort of a survivalist in prayer. The Lord, thou art God, has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that's in them. You know, you know this, I've taught on this, you know, in detail, but here, 
they're, they are confessing, number one, the authority of God. And then they said, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up. The rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. Now there they established the authority of redemption because they they referenced Jesus and his sacrifice, Pontius Pilate, that's the story. And so they 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 they've done two things now in prayer and they haven't mentioned one need yet. These are things to remember, folks. Number one, they talked about the authority of God. Now if you have to pray about the authority of God for an hour, do it until that settles a foundation stone down in your heart. And then number two is the establish the power of what Christ did, the finished work of the cross. I'm coming on the authority of God. I'm coming on the authority of the righteousness. That's why we chose that song, Lord, I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Getting ahead of my notes. Boy, that's a good thing to remember. These are good things. They're remembering who they are. They're not just, well, here we are, a bunch of little, you know, completed Jews over here behind the door. Huddling down, waiting for our... Oh, I'm not going to say that. It's too mean. Mm -mm. Shut up, David. You're going to get, like, hate mail. Anyway, they're not just over there huddled, you know, feeling sorry for themselves. Won't Won't you help us? Won't you help us? Won't you help us? These people know who they are in Christ. They know who they are in God. This is an example of New Testament prayer. This is an example of what the church today should be praying like. Instead of, oh, won't you help us? No, praise God. We're supposed to be the helpers, not the helpless. Amen. Glory. And standing up to things and standing up for things. Amen. And 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 talking about it. So anyway, they've got they they're remembering God. That'd be nice in prayer, maybe to remember God for a minute. Remembering God just for a smidge of a moment. Remembering God, remembering Jesus, and remembering by remembering Jesus, you're now remembering who you are in Jesus. Glory. Shandai. All right. Uh, and now, let's see, verse 29 is awesome. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants. They didn't say, Lord, behold their threatenings. Please make this go away. They said, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Well, that's what got them in trouble in the first place was being bold. They asked for more boldness. And then they got in trouble for healing. They said, by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders 
may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus, whose name they've been told not to speak in. We have whole conferences now where you're told backstage, now don't use the name of Jesus, that offends somebody. Yes, some word of faith people even saying that. Don't say the name of Jesus. There's some folks here that don't believe in him and you don't want to offend. But the early church didn't seem to have a problem with it. And I don't have a problem with it. So I don't get invited to the dog and pony show. Fine. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where the, where the, uh, where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. And they got in more trouble. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you're not in trouble with the Antichrist spirit, then maybe there's something wrong with you. You know, we bend and bend and bow and bend and bow and bend to try to uh, please and get along and everything, and I'm all for peace and I don't want to, you know, be uh, a nut. But on the other hand, you know, it, it comes a time where you go, this is the boundary. Amen. We are going to preach the word and the truth. And if we all go to jail for it, we'll preach in the jail. Right? All right. Glory to God. Just helping you at all. Yeah. So those are things to remember. We've got a couple of more and we'll be done. Y'all getting anything out of this at all? I'm excited about it. I don't know. Only one. Thank you for the applause. First Corinthians 11, 26. We need to remember the Lord's death. This is the obviously the, the in the passage of Scripture about, that we read when we receive communion, uh, which we do once a month. There's no set amount that's right or wrong. You can do it once a year. You could do it once a month. You could do it every Sunday. But we do it once a month just to uh, keep this scripture going. Now notice, you'll notice in verse, back up a little bit, you'll notice in verse 24, when he broke the bread, he said, take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this, or this do, in remembrance of me. So there's a remembrance here, right? Something we're to remember. Remembering what? That he gave his body, he gave his life, he gave his very last breath for you and for me. All his blood, all of his bodily fluids, everything that he had that sustains life, he gave for us. Amen? And it says that the same manner he took the cup, he did the same thing, he said the same thing at the end of that. Notice he says, as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And then he said, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. In other words, are remembering, it's a commemoration of what he did. Some people say, well, we're going to celebrate the communion. It's not a celebration, it's a commemoration. It's a remembrance. It's solemn. You know, we don't, we don't sing the laughing song during the communion because, you know, and some crazy churches do. They just, you know, they mean well, 
but they're just silly about it, you know. And uh, I, I went to a preacher's funeral. It was a horrible situation. The man dropped dead at like 44 years old, big church. And we had this charismatic woman running up and down the aisle saying, isn't this a great day? Isn't this a great day? You know, trying to be, you know, excited about his entrance into heaven, which is beautiful. But it was not a great day. The congregation was in shock. The wife and the kids are in shock. It was kind of tough, you know. And so, you know, we need to, like, use our brain sometimes and be smart and not try to make a scene. So she's running up and down the aisle. And, of course, I said something. She's running up and down the aisle, and she's going, isn't it a great day? I said, why don't you go in the back room and ask his wife and kids how great a day it is? That's what I said to her. So she kind of piped down after that, you know. Her dance got a little slower, and she finally sat down. Thank God. But it was true, you know. Like, why don't you ask, you know, you know there's, just, there's a time for all things, amen. There's a time to run the aisles and shout and run and sing and dance and whatever. And there's a time to be solemn. And there's a time to be respectful. And the communion time is that. Uh, I was at one church, a big church in, uh, in a certain city. I won't say the name of it. Uh, but uh, I was at a large church, you know, and uh, I mean, like 10,000 people in this church. And they did the communion during the announcements. Just Now, during the announcements, we're going to have communion. Just pass the plate. You know what to do. Take it and be over with it. And I was just appalled. I thought, this is not right. This is... Not So there's a side of the things of God that is joyous and laughing and hand clappy and whatever. We're all for freedom in the spirit. Amen. Freedom of expression, freedom of praise. But uh, then there's a time to be solemn. There's a time to be uh, that sacred things are sacred and we should be uh, respected and treated as such. Amen. All right. I'll get off of that. Nobody wants to hear school teacher rebuke, but uh, anyway, I, I, you name it, I've seen it, I think. I've been, I, for some reason, I was at that meeting. Um, anyway, he says um, here to do all these things in remembrance, amen? So it's good to, again, victory through remembrance, we need to always remember the finished work of Christ every day. Yes. That Jesus, somebody died for us. Somebody gave his life. Amen. All right. One more scripture. Can you handle one more? Don't worry. We're going to still beat the Baptist to the restaurant. They haven't even started singing the first verse of Just As I Am. Second Corinthians 5. And I want you to look at verse 21. Now this is from our last song that we sang, well, near the last. Lord, I need you. My one, my one defense is my righteousness. And I was thinking about some, some, some things in, in, in just my personal life, um, recently and, 
the victory came when I remembered I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if you would expand on that yourself in your own study, look up scriptures that talk about the blessings of being righteous. From the old covenant and the new, there's blessings of being righteous. The Bible talks about the righteous and, and their homes, uh, filled with plenty, filled with treasure. Amen. The Bible talks about the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The Bible talks about the fruits of righteousness, the benefits of righteousness. So it is a big deal to remember that. Amen. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. And so, doesn't say anything about remembering this, but I think we need to, I'm saying, (laughs) that we need to remember this. Amen. Always remember who you are. And I got a little story to tell you about this, and then we'll be done. Did you, did you get something out of that today? Um, my mother and father were staying at a motel. They had gone to, um, actually, I think it was my first cousin's wedding, and my parents were there to officiate at the wedding. And it was in Maryland and where my uh, extended family lived. And um, it just so happened that the same weekend as the wedding, there was a red cap convention. Now, I never heard of the red caps, but they're like the Shriners. And uh, so they're uh, kind of the same idea as the Shriners. You ever been around the Shriners convention? It's just really... It's like being in the middle of the circus. I'm telling you, they, they go around in little cars and they wear these fez hats with the thing and, and, uh, they usually get to, uh, drinking too much and carrying on and it can get really loud and obnoxious. Well, my aunt apologized and said, you know, I'm sorry, but the motel that we've scheduled you to stay at is full of the red cap people. And they were just crazy. I mean, out in the parking lot all night and carrying on and slamming doors and all. And uh, my mother and father are trying to to rest because they want to be fresh for the wedding. And I think they had a church service they were going to go do and and just all those things. So they're trying to sleep next door. You know, you ever had a motel where there's a door between you and the other room? And they're not always, especially years ago, they weren't always that soundproof. And so, you know, most folks try to be respectful. Well, this couple staying next door to my, how many want to hear this story? This couple staying next door to my parents, you know, room. Uh, they're in a fight. The, my dad can hear it all. What's happened is that she got the, apparently the woman, Picked her up a boyfriend at the bar because she couldn't find her husband. And, and so the husband finally comes in the door and, and catches his wife in bed with another. My mom said, Doc, that's not really happening. You're listening to a television program. And 
He said, no, I, I, this is happening. I can tell, you know. Well, this was what was happening. So the husband comes in, finds his wife in bed with another man, and he pulls out, I've got a gun, and I'm going to shoot. Uh, and so the, the other guy somehow went out the front door. You know how they'd have a hall door and then a front door in the, by the car. So he goes out the front to the motel, you know, escapes with his life. This guy's welding a gun. My dad calls the manager. Nothing happens. He calls the he calls the police. The police don't come. You know, it's just crazy. Well, this is way back in the 70s, you know. And uh, so this guy's got this gun, and, he's, and he's, he says to this woman, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you. Now, this is my dad's got his ear by the door. They can't sleep. And I'm going to shoot you, and I'm going to kill you, but before I do, I'm going to tell you what a low life you are. And so about about the time that he says, I'm going to shoot you, he's, he thinks of another verse and chorus of what a low life this poor woman is and what, you know, what a slut she is. And he says I have all kind of names and everything and calls her every name you can name, you know. Well, this goes on and on and on, and it's just horrible and awful, and they think they're going to be a witness to a murder, and they don't know what. And finally, my mother had had enough. And she got up out of the bed because she's trying to sleep, put a pillow over her head and everything. She gets up and she stands near the door, the adjoining room, and she says, Doc, that's my dad's nickname was Doc. Doc, do you know who we are? Now, this is like, again, the righteousness of God in Christ. We're heirs of God. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We're above and not beneath. We're the head and not the tail. Amen. We are overcomers. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. You forget who you are if you're not careful. So she says to my dad, my dad would tell this story, it's hysterical. He said, he said, my dad would say, Jerry stood up out of the, got out of the bed and stood there in her nightie. And she said, Doc, do you know who we are? And he thought, my God, this has gotten to my wife. She's lost her mind. He said, yes, dear, I'm Doc and you're Jerry. (laughs) Well, Mother says, I'm not talking about that. Do you know who we are in God? Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, he just wants to sleep. And wants this murder either to go through or stop, you know, whatever. You know, shoot, do something. So he says, oh, I see what you're saying. She says, we are children of God. And the devil's manifesting in the room next door and keeping us up. And that poor woman's about to lose her life. And this man is going to go to prison or if he doesn't shoot himself and we don't want bullets to be flying around here and this is crazy and so we can take authority over this in the name of Jesus and make it stop now I think this is a very relative message for today and so with all the nuttiness in the world so my dad said my mother went over and slammed her hand against that door 
And he said, she started speaking in tongues so loud the paint was peeling off the wall. And when she got through with tongues, she was so, she was so energized by all of it, I guess you could say, that she, she just exploded into tongues. And then when the tongues kind of came down, uh, the simmered down, she was able to speak authority. She said, in the name of Jesus, you foul, murderous devil, adulterous devil, in the name of Jesus, I command you both to stop and lay down and go to sleep. And my dad said, I think somebody's going to call the a manager on us now because they're the loudest people in the room. <laughs> well, when they did that, when my, my mother did that, my dad was like looking at her like, mm, you know. When my mother did that, you could you could hear a pin drop. It got dead quiet, and they didn't hear a peep the rest of the night. The next morning, my dad kind of peeked through the curtain to see if he could see what was going on, and and uh, that couple had made up, and he was walking her out to the car with his arm around her, and you know nobody got murdered, thank God, in the room next door. That sounds like a a bad novel, doesn't it? Movie of the week. But the point is, is that we put up with a lot because we forget who we are in Christ. Amen. And, and so my mama, Mama Jerry, <laughs> she remembered who they were and took authority over the situation. I tell you what, we got, we got little demons and devils and things and, and manifestations happening. We need to remember who we are and, and take authority over it. In the name of Jesus, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. Amen. And we need to take authority over those things. That's not manifesting in my life in Jesus name. In my presence, I will not have that manifesting. And I'll tell you what, you can, you can change some things. Did this help you at all? Praise God. Victory through remembrance. All right, let's, we're going to pray for our television audience or internet audience and, and, uh, for you here too. If you have a need, just put your hand where you're suffering. Jesus will touch you there. Amen. And the same at home. In Jesus' name, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors to dry up, any kind of, of, uh, illness or sickness to go. In Jesus' name, be healed today from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command these illnesses, anything that has a name has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for those that have physical and financial and material needs. I thank you, Lord, for um, meeting those needs, not only meeting the need, but doing abundantly above what we would ask or think. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong this week in the lives of all that can hear this message. We give you glory and honor and praise. Now let's lift our hands and thank him. Praise him for his healing touch, his healing power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty hand in Jesus' name. Amen.